So an excellent day, everyone, uh, different areas around the world. Uh, Dr. Harry Benjamin here uh, with the weekly podcast teaching series that we've been doing. And today, as I announced, man, we have this privilege of hearing from my spiritual mentor, Reverend Arlene Hilton. And we're going to get straight into it very soon, but I want to tell you we've had her here um, once before and the second time. And those who had a chance to listen to the first um, time she was on, the feedback was tremendous. Uh, a lot of people got great insights. You know, some people asked me, where is she from? <laughs> um, you know, in, in for hearing from her the first time, like wondering, wow, you know, it's, it's somebody on the planet that has that perspective and, and such depth and point of view of understanding life and understanding spirit. So uh, today we're unpacking the topic of destiny and unleashing our real destiny. Uh, so I have the privilege of hearing from someone who has been I believe she's been with Agape International now for over 20 years, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, had became a minister, but in 2000, uh, I think it's earlier this year, came ordained uh, as an ordained uh, minister. Um, very special um, order of ministers at the Agape International Spiritual Center in the United States of America. And also, she heads different ministries. Uh, she has the tea ministry with Agape. Uh, she also has the Safe Harbor. She heads up the Safe Harbor home for, it was for women, but has now progressed and evolved into us, including men. Uh, she's doing a fantastic job there. And she also uh, is running another ministry, Living Foods Ministry, and, and helping people to talk about and embrace eating foods with life in them, instead of eating low-energy foods, eating high-energy foods. Uh, so she's doing some great work. Uh, you know, she also mentors individuals. Uh, she conducts weddings, you know, as a reverend. Amazing um, being, and we're privileged, truly privileged, to have a few minutes of her time today to, you know, allow her wisdom to flow, you know, so that we can all get to benefit from this. So uh, a being that has clear understanding of her oneness with God and, and speaks from that and allows that to speak through her and as her and uh, you know and as we we, we we all evolve you know and <laughs> when I was when I was praying for us earlier uh, you know I, I myself am growing and expanding and becoming more aware of my true self and she gave me some tips so hopefully you're going to get a lot from her today so welcome Reverend Arlene are you there Yes, I am, Dr. Harry. How are you? I'm doing amazing and grateful. <laughs> Thanks for asking, man. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so how you been? I've been wonderful. I, I have been quite um, focused on my own expansion and um, absolutely grateful for my spiritual teacher, Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith, and uh, Agape International Spiritual Center, which is my my home, and and this day I have been working with my teens, our teen program. I have wonderful facilitators who are with me, and today we were able to, we had a young man who uh, claimed to be an atheist. I say claimed because it's just interesting when people say that, but uh, I asked him if he believed in science, and he said yes, and then I, I showed him what science believes in is really what we call God, what science calls energy, we call God. So, so it was a quite an interesting conversation. He was involved and he was very 
I just love um, talking to young people. I love teenagers. I think they're misunderstood. And uh, that when we listen to our youth, we can learn a lot. So that, that was my experience today. And, and yes, I've been traveling. I, I was in Aspen um, officiating a wedding for a young woman who's now six years clean and sober. Uh, Safe Harbor Treatment Center for Women. I've been there eight years, eight and a half years. And, and this woman um, was married uh, in, in Aspen. And I have a few more coming up. So I'm grateful teenagers now are getting married that um, started with me in 2001. It's just a powerful time. I'm grateful. Wow, man. Uh, exciting. <laughs> exciting. So, uh, you know, so, wow. You know, congratulations on all of that. And I know there's a lot more that we will all experience and, and see unfold as you continue expanding, you know, as you said. Uh, and that's pretty interesting. You know, you're, you're, you're into expanding. Uh, could you, could you uh, in, in the light of our topic, our topic is helping people to understand what their destiny is. And, you know, one of the topics I discussed recently was fate versus destiny and understanding what the difference was. Uh, I believe some people sometimes confuse the two. But you spoke about expanding. Could you, could you uh, bring that idea of expansion into the whole topic of uh, our understanding fate and destiny. And what's the difference? Hmm. Well, I, I would love to hear what you um, have spoken about as far as I listened to one of your podcasts recently and um, what you feel faith and destiny is. But as far as expansion, I know that we are evolutionary beings. We were created by a creative power to create. So we're always creating. And we can create consciously or we can create unconsciously. So in knowing that I've chosen to consciously look at my life, look at where I am in my life, look at, look at um, what needs to be uh, expounded upon in my life. So for instance, I am a minister. I, I became a minister in, I graduated in 2010. And then recently, this year, as you said, I became an ordained minister. Yet, although I graduated in 2010, I still have a daily spiritual practice, right? Every day I meditate. I, I, I meditate. I've grown into or expanded into 45 minutes. Every morning, each day, I, you know, I set my intentions in the morning on how I want to live the day. I, I do a gratitude list daily on what I'm grateful for, what I've accomplished. Um, I, I, I have a number of things that I teach that I live on a daily basis. Now, you know, some would say, well, you graduated as a minister. Why would you continue to do these things? Well, these things I do for my own expansion, meaning... The more I do it, the more I open up for, for new insights and greater awareness and greater understanding, as well as um, on Sunday mornings, I, I meditate in my community with my spiritual teacher um, and the community. So I believe expansion is necessary because if we do not grow more conscious, more aware, learn new things, uh, we become stagnant. And stagnation is death. 
it's like it's like a pool of water. If there's fresh water flowing into that, to that pool in and out, then the water stays clean and pure. Yet, if we stop the water flow and the water just sits there, it will become stagnant and everything in it will die. So that's us. We are that, that pool of water that must stay in movement or we will die. And there may not be a physical death, but there is a death that happens within ourselves where we become disenchanted with life, while we forget about how good life is. We, I mean, there's so many things that, that could happen. We become what, uh, what people call depressed or we gain this thing called anxiety, you know, and, uh, and because we're bumping up against something, we're bumping up against, uh, and we're not, we're not moving beyond that, that particular wall. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. That was really powerful what you just shared. You know, so it's really important then for us to continue uh, our daily activities in terms of practices that will allow for continuous expansion of the being that we are so that we continue to emerge. So that's, that's really beautiful right. the way you put that. All right, wonderful. So, uh, so we understand expanding now, and, and also if we don't choose to expand on a conscious level, then stagnation is the, re- the byproduct of that, and then what we experience are feelings of not, uh, you know, anxiety, depression, as you shared. So really wonderful, man. I caught that, and, and, uh, and I, I caught a lot <laughs> um, for my own self, uh, and I, ho- I pray that others, you know, who are listening are catching that too. So going into faith, you know, let, let's, let's, you know, begin there. What's your perspective on what faith is versus what they say destiny, the word destiny. Is it semantics or is there something different? Yes, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Well, let, let me, I'm going to come in the back door with that one because I believe that destiny we choose. So I believe in a presence and a power but I choose to use the word God in this particular moment. I believe that God has provided everything with what it needs. So in other words, you know, a, a hummingbird has everything it needs to be a hummingbird. Uh, there are particular flowers that hummingbirds go to, those flowers are provided, yes. Uh, there's particular ways of a hummingbird. And yet a hummingbird can choose which which uh, flower it's going to go to first or, you know, the order that it will go in, you know, where it flies to and all those things. Yet it does it, everything instinctively. Where we, on the other hand, we can choose. We can choose uh, different paths to take. Uh, for instance, I could make a choice as, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. This is so funny. I remember when I was a young girl, I wanted to be a nurse. And um, I had this idea of a nurse and what a nurse would be. And I could have actually pursued that. I could have gone to school. I could have done all the things necessary and studied to become a nurse. So at some point in my, in my thought system, I recognized that I didn't like the sight of blood. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, that it really bothered me to see people bleeding or, or to see, you know, blood. And I, 
and somewhere within myself, I made the decision, you know, I, I really don't think a nurse is what I need to be, um, because that could cause some difficulty for me. And I made a different choice. And um, the thing for me is that was, that was when I was younger, I made these particular choices. I had numerous different things uh, along the way I wanted to be. But what I wound up becoming is in, the, in a flow. And what I mean by that is I remember as a teenager, I had a particular situation um, that was very, very hard for me. I'd come to America from Jamaica. Um, I, I, I had difficulty with my accent, so I had to make myself lose my accent because people were very unkind to me uh, because I had an accent, so I made myself lose it. I didn't really have a home life where I could go home and fully express what I was feeling, so I, I felt uh, very trapped and very, I felt a lot of pain as a young girl. And I remember saying to myself after a, a very devastating situation happened to me, I remember saying, I am going to listen. I won't be like those people. And those people I was referring to were adults. And so that was a choice, like a powerful choice in that moment that I will listen. Okay. Now, what happened was I ended up in, um, in a situation in high school where I took fashion design. So I became a fashion design major, and then I went to college for fashion design. And yet along the way, I was recruited into a cosmetic department. So I became a makeup artist. Still art, right? Uh-huh. Now... What I had to do as a makeup artist was I had to listen. I had to listen to what women wanted. I had to listen to the look they wanted. And even um, that listening, I ended up being a makeup artist for over 27 years. And then I end up now working at a treatment center with women. And I had to listen to these women. Um, 18 years ago, I wound up at Agape. I landed Agape. I ended up running teen ministry. I had to listen to our team. So uh, I tried to cram that all into one little spot to say, I literally chose my destiny in the moment that I said, I will listen. And it grew into aspects of my life from, you know, where I had to listen. And now I get to this place where I become a minister. All of it is expanded from one major decision. Not that I planned the decision, but it was a heartfelt choice that I made as a young girl that I want to listen. And it's carried my life to my destiny. I got you. So when you when you look at destiny, how how do you you know? Because I, I you know just from my you know perspective, and looking at destiny as something that is in in the origin of our being, it's there. Uh, in terms of how we are created, uh, in terms of how we are created to unfold, um, somewhat like the uh, the the hummingbird you mentioned. There are certain things that are within it but it's going to unfold with instinct, not necessarily having the choice to, 
uh, affect its unfolding. It, it doesn't choose not to go to the flower. It doesn't choose not choose not to. Right. Um, whereas, you know, we on the other hand, we have this great destiny within us, but we can choose to do things to hamper it coming to fruition and not realizing that we're the ones that are hampering it. So in terms of the choice that you're talking about, how is it that we either, um, you know, end up hampering it so that we block its, its flowering, it, we block the, 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 the expansion that we need to do? Because there are obviously choices that we can make that either block it but can we permanently affect it? Can we derail it, you know, so that we have some, um, we lose our destiny then, you know, if, if we want to put it that way. You know, what, what can really happen to us? Hmm. You know, there's so many avenues we could go down with this question. It's a very, very wide and deep question. Yet what I believe is destiny for humanity is one and the same. I believe destiny for humankind is to serve humanity. That's our destiny, that we are all here to serve humanity. And our destiny is to express God as our life. Okay. So that's our, that's our core destiny, right? Then we choose how we will express God or through pain, we will block it. So does that make sense? Yes, 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 absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm with you. I'm listening. <laughs> so we, we come into this existence. We didn't come into this existence by happenstance. We came into this existence to express the divine, to express God in and as our life, whether it be as an artist or a mathematician or um, a mother or, you know, we have many, many ways, a father or, um, you know, there's, there's, there's many different avenues, right? Yet, as we move into this thing called the world, things may happen to us where we shut ourselves down. Uh, we could uh, experience a painful point in our life. We make a decision that we will no longer allow that to happen. We shut ourselves down and to protect ourselves, but in that protecting of ourselves, we imprison ourselves, we may block ourselves from expressing that divine gift in us that we were here to give. That causes pain, and eventually that causes suffering. Yet, at any point, we can choose again and say we choose, okay, I've felt this pain. It's too much. I don't, I need to start expressing what I'm feeling. Uh, we speak, whether it's through spiritual guidance or some may speak therapy or however, we open ourselves up. We become more conscious and aware again. And we, and of course it's not just simple, but I'm making it as simple as possible. And then we, we, we gain a new path or we, we regain our path. You know, I, I think about Maya Angelou. And as she had such pain that happened to her as a young girl that she actually stopped talking. This wonderful poet stopped speaking at some point and uh, for many, many years did not speak. And through change and time and healing, she started speaking again and great poetry came through her, right? 
I believe that that point of not speaking, she actually more than likely listened a lot, heard a lot, saw a lot with her eyes. Um, and then when she started speaking again, was able to express it in her poetry and all her gifts and her talents. I know she was a, a dancer at one time. You know, I was a modern dancer in high school. That's a form of expression. <clears throat> I believe that as we open ourselves up, as we are open, the destiny takes form. I, okay, I got you, man. That's that's well said. That's well said. So what what ends up what based on you know what I'm picking or gathering from what you're sharing, uh, that you know as we we're here to reveal and express the God in us, uh, and um, you know we we spoke before about not defining God as a man in the sky, uh, but has having certain essences like love, peace, joy, abundance, and wisdom and creativity and genius. And so much more that we can't name. So letting those qualities, our essences, come forth into the ways we're being. And as we're going through those ways, there are things that are happening to us that depending on how we choose to maybe react or respond to them will determine whether we close up or we continue to expand and express. Mm. Based, based on what you shared, I, I, I seem to have picked some of those things or, or gathered some of those things from what you said. So in the, in the process of navigating through this world and, and through life, you know, and, and bumping up against situations that in a sense, each time we bump up in a situation, there's a choice there, I guess, right, that we have to make. Mm-hmm. And it is that point of choice that determines, you, you, based on what you're sharing, how our destiny will unfold. Me, me, exactly. Okay, so we could we could repress the unfolding, or we could continue to expand. So, the the idea of of fate, you know, that that word. So somebody may be thinking that they have a a certain fate. You know, this is how my life is going to be. Um, you know, because of this or because of that, and you know, my destiny mm. ruined. You know, um, you know, some people will say that. You know, uh, what, what would you say to someone oh, yeah. thinking that way? Thank you. That's a really good question. I do not believe in fate in that way because we are not robots. So, for instance, if we were created in the image and likeness of a creative power, God, 7.5 billion human beings on the, on the planet, and not one fingerprint is the same, Right? It is impossible for us to have a, a fate, one thing that's going to happen <laughs> in such an expansive, creative, undefinable, undescribable presence, and to just have this, this one fate. And if we don't have, if we don't fulfill this fate, we are not fulfilling or we're not fulfilled, that, that to me is ludicrous. That's the best word I, I could come up with because if we were created for only one purpose and one way, then we would be robots. We would only have that one way, that one route. And if we're not done this way, if it's not done this way, then we are of no use and we are we cannot fulfill what we came here to do. That is not to me that's not a truth. That's a limited way of understanding and a limited way of thinking. 
Oh wow, wow. So, so in other words, um, not not trying to uh, paraphrase, but just trying to you know encapsulate what you have said. In that, um, thinking that you know our life is is ruined because of one thing, right? Is having a very limited way of looking at our life. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. You know, I have something for you. You know, um, someone mentioned the word concrete jungle the other day, Um, cities and and how, you know, we have so much cement and everything, right? And um, I sometimes I walk down the street and I look down and and in the crack of that cement, there'll be some grass that has grown through or a weed, what we may call a weed will grow through. Um, that that seed decided, okay, if it had decisions to make, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna come out some way somehow, and it chose to show up through that crack. Now, some would say, well, you put the cement down, so the fate of that uh, seed is it won't have any way to grow. No, it'll find a way to grow. <laughs> so we will find our way. When one door closes, another door is opened. It is not just a tagline for a company or it's not just a biblical understanding. It's a reality. So there cannot be just one, one state for us, you know, one way. It's impossible. Great. So, so let's, let's um, in terms of helping, you know, someone who may be feeling a little stuck, Right, you know, they're feeling stuck in their lives. They're feeling like, you know, well, where do I go from here? Um, you know, we spoke about, uh, not we, but when I did the podcast recently, about what, how do we prepare for expansion, or how do we, um, you know, move from being stuck to now, you know, not not having hindering that expression of life in us um, that you mentioned about, you know, blocking the expression and not allowing expression and leading to stagnation. You know, someone who is feeling stuck is probably in stagnation. So what are Mm -hmm. things that one should do then to prepare the conditions for the destiny that's locked up in us to start unfolding? You know what? It's so powerful. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's so powerful. I love love my teacher, Reverend Michael, because, you know, I've I've been with him since 2001, and I can still learn. That's how open I am. I still learn from him. Some will say, well, why do you still go and listen? Because there's always the golden nugget <laughs> that's going to be dropped. And I must say, there was a sermon that he gave, and he talked about the fact that we hit this thing called our ceiling. So let's call it the ceiling stagnation. Most people hit a ceiling, and then they turn backwards. You know, they go back to old ways or old habits because they feel this thing called stagnation. But he said, when you hit your ceiling, you actually, it's time to make it your floor for you to move to your next evolutionary stage. So what does that mean for me? I'll use my own life as an example. There's an inner urge that we will get. When you're a prayerful person, when you allow meditation into your life, you will know, wow, you know, I feel like, it's time for me to move to my next stage. What must I do? Well, maybe you need to, um, you know, find a new book to read. Uh, maybe you need to expand on your meditation. For instance, years ago, I started meditating 
seven minutes a day, just seven minutes. Then it, it wasn't enough. Then it, over time it went to 15 and that wasn't enough. And then it went to 30 and that wasn't enough. And then it went to 45. Um, and then sometimes 45 minutes is not enough. When I'm able to, I move it to an hour. Um, and for some people, you know, some people uh, meditate far bigger than that, longer than that. But it's, it's an inner urge. It's an inner vibration. And then you say, oh, maybe I need to write more. Uh, maybe I need to, you know, you, you will be called from within yourself. That's the beautiful part. There's no looking for someone to tell us. We will know from within our own selves because the presence guides us from within ourselves. So we will, it, it's a natural urge, just like the, the chicken is urged to, to peck itself out of that shell. We will know. And all we have to do is, the prayer is to be guided. The prayer is, God, let me see me how God sees me. God sees me as itself. So how can I see myself through those eyes? You know, and just to, to ask simple questions will uh, open us up to our next level. What is it I need to do or maybe not do? Maybe I need to sit more and we will be guided from within. That's what I love as evolutionary beings. <laughs> we have our own inner compass. Wow. So, so what you're you're saying then, for someone who feels stuck, you know, it's cool to just run to someone for some uh, for some guidance and get some clarity. But at the end of the day, it's gonna it's going to come back to them listening to what's happening within themselves. Right. Feeling stuck is just you. Uh, let me add one more thing. You may need to do something artistic. You know, you may need to dance. You may need to. You know, I don't know, write poetry. You may, there may be things that you need to do creatively that can support you in expanding and opening up. Maybe there's a class you've been wanting to take that you haven't taken because you say you don't have the time. Or, you know, so um, feeling stuck, I would say, is actually, I, I, I personally, the word stuck is not necessarily what I would use, but I can see how people can understand that word. So feeling stuck is really your soul saying it's time to expand. I got you. I got you. So with, with, with us now... So it's not a bad thing, Dr. Harry. It's not yeah. a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. It's like, oh, wow, yes. It's time for my expansion. It's time for more. Time for, the, time for growth. <laughs> what looks like yeah. growth or feels like growth, but it's really more coming right. up. <laughs> awesome, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. All right, so, so we're fleshed out those areas. You know, so, so how do we, with now moving from, you know, beginning with, well, yes, you know, I'm not, I'm not I'm believing or accepting that something happened to us and because this happened to us, then, you know, our life is, is, is over or something happened, um, now I'm stuck because I can't go any further. Now we know that that ceiling that we're feeling, what we're bumping up against, can now become the new floor for us to now go into more expansion of, of who and what we really are. Um, so, we, you know, we move through that, and now we're seeking to help our destiny to come forth and flower. Now, so what are the things that we, one could do to become more conscious and then um, to accelerate this process so that, you know, we can stay in this mode of expansion and continue 
to expand, yes, and uh, and of course, you know, allow it to just come into more blooming, more, you know, come into life more fully. What could we do? Okay. You used the word. I'm trying to remember what the word is you just used in the statement you made. Because, okay, there's no excelling our expansion. Um, Accelerating. Because ex- <laughs> acceleration is our ego saying we have to be somewhere. <laughs> we have to get somewhere faster. So I, I believe it is allowing allowing there's nowhere to get to we're already it it's allowing ourselves to look at the hmm, these opportunities that will come into our life for our own growth is where the expansion comes in and there's no time on it there's no hmm there's no timing for it it is in its own time we will know. See, the ego wants to know when and how. Spirit already knows. <laughs> so we are here to listen to the own inner compass, our own guidance. As we follow that guidance, it will be revealed. I don't have to know, and I don't have to accelerate it. I just have to live it. And in living it, as we learn these new ways, living it automatically expands us. You know, we become the walking, talking prayer. We become the living meditation. We become it. You'll notice that you respond to things differently. You know, you are no longer reacting to life. You're responding to life. You will notice that you hear differently. Something that may have insulted you years ago is not an insult. It's like, oh, this, oh, they need to understand this. Let me explain this. Uh, you just you become different. You, you have a different way. I, I'm, I'm just going to quickly say, I might have spoken of this, about this before. I went to see Marianne Williamson, who's a profound teacher and, and lecturer and, um, and uh, politician, all in one woman. And I remember I went one night to see her speak. And um, I went up to her at the end and I said to her, I said, you know, I feel like such a, a wuss. That's an American term. <laughs> How can I describe that term? I, I, feel, I feel like I'm so weak. And I said, because there was a time when I was such a fighter, when I would fight for this and fight for that and do this has to be done and, and you know, this has to be right. We have to do the, the right thing and we had to, and, and I was such a fighter. And I said, now I see myself, you know, allowing things to happen and, and, and I feel that I am, I feel so weak that I'm not fighting the way I used to. And she looked me in the eyes and she said to me, <laughs> these words, she said, when you have become enlightened, you don't have to always fight. I was like, wow. I gained a level of enlightenment that I didn't even understand I gained. And I was searching for how I used to be, which was very painful. Now, I'm not saying that I don't have, I have things that I have to face and 
I don't have battles <laughs> at moments, but I literally choose my battles now. Some things I see, you know what? This is really important and vital. And now, and then some things I see, well, you know, in the big scheme, that's very irrelevant. <laughs> I feel that I'm liberated now. Mm-hmm. I'm free. I got you. I got you loud and clear there. So in the, in the, in this, conversation about destiny you know in terms of of it's unfolding you know it's expressing it's um, I mean I, I find it so uh, you know enthralling in the sense that man to know that we have this beautiful destiny inside but to hear you take into take it into the avenue now of you know recognizing that you know yes you know we do have to sometimes um, fight, you know, you're not, not fight, <laughs> um, you know, I'm trying to, trying to not use the word, oh man, we're going to get into battle with somebody, but uh, in terms right. of, of, of making sure that we allow the highest and best in us to unfold mm-hmm. uh, and not go back to uh, what we used to be, you know, go back to what we were familiar with, you know, I guess that's where our battle um, sometimes is too, but we also have some outward battles. So what are some of these outward battles that um, you sometimes believe that, you know, we need to engage in to, to allow the highest and best in us what, to come forward. What do, you, what do you consider outward battles? I apologize. What is that? Uh, for example, um, you know, let's say, you know, children are, in, are being caged up in, 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 at the border. Okay. Or, um, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's, I guess you all have heard about that. <laughs> What's going on in America? You know, I, I know there are a lot of people who are on the front line that are in that outward battle as far as um, trying to make sure that these many children who've been separated from their parents, uh, parents being sent home to Mexico. And, and um, there's been some people who have um, not been able to come to America from Jamaica and other countries um, I've seen. And what do you do? the outward battle, I do believe that there are those who are fighting and standing for that. And I do believe those are, there, there are those who are praying. Uh, I believe all of it is vital and important in this, in this thing called the world. All of it is vital and important. I believe that this destruction would have happened to this, this world a long time ago if there weren't those who were in the mountains, you know, uh, chanting, and if there weren't those in the in the caves, and if there weren't those in the in the mosques and the synagogues, and you know, if there weren't those who are holding the the prayer fields for this world, I believe we have we would have destroyed ourselves many times over. And also, then there's the physical, knowing when to move and when to sit. Yet, I do believe a strong, prayerful life of meditation and we do what we do at Agape is visioning, visioning, uh, taught to us by Reverend Michael and, uh, contemplation and service. I do believe we should all, uh, serve in some way, serve in our time. Um, with all of that combined, I believe we will know when to move and when to sit. We will all know when that we, when we need to speak out and when we need to be silent. I believe it, it comes to us through uh, 
a, a life of spirituality. I'm actually writing a book right now that speaks to all of this. And I'm very excited about it because if anyone had told me 10 years ago I would be writing a book, I would, I would have said no, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and uh, to be at a point in my life where uh, I, I realize in the world we've complicated our knowing God, we've complicated knowing a higher power, and it's so simple. And the more we engage, you know, Reverend Michael says what we're interested in is, is interested in us. The more interested we become in this in this loving uh, power that is powerful, the more we will know who and whose we are in this thing called life, and we will act upon it accordingly. Wow! 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 Man, we got we got a lot in today. <laughs> we went on way longer than we were. Wow, we did. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool, man. The information here is really powerful. And um, so, what what would you say in in, in summary of um, you know destiny? You know, what would you say to people who have heard what we've discussed today? Uh, in terms, of, you know, what what would you say in closure? Wow, that's a lot to say for that one. <laughs> So I would say in closure, number one, as we deepen our spiritual practice, we become more aware of that inner impulse to expand and to grow on a day-to-day, minute-by-minute, second-by-second, uh, you know, uh, calling. We, we have an inner calling that, that will call us to our destiny. As we serve humanity through our gifts and our talents, as we heal from within our own selves, we will reveal more of who we really are, which is uh, how we reveal the presence and the power of God as our life. And as we allow ourselves to meditate and pray and vision, the answers come from within. And they can also come through others. Uh, but they come from within ourselves. We can we recognize it. There's a recognition, or another way of putting it, there's a remembrance of who and whose we are in this thing called life. There is a oh yes, you know. There's a wake up moment that happens for us all, and it's very powerful. And the moments come over and over. We become more awakened and more awakened and more awakened. Uh, the key is we cannot block ourselves. The secrets that we keep that keep us in pain, no more secrets. Secrets keep us sick is what they say in Alcoholics Anonymous, um, that we now have to open up and be so free and so liberated that we can't help but expand into our greater destiny. Wow. <laughs> Man, that was amazing. I'm very grateful, very thankful. I'm very appreciative of who you are. I'm very grateful that we had the opportunity to meet years ago. And I'm really thankful that you have taken the time to be on this podcast, you know, and for us to really help more people to become aware of these simple things, but yet so deeply powerful that will allow us to unfold our true destiny. So I'm very thankful to you, Reverend Arlene, for the time. I know you're very busy, so I'm I'm really grateful. So could you pray us out? Yeah, Dr. Harry, I would love to. I'd love to. 
And so we take this moment right now to turn within. We turn within to that inner, inner guidance, that inner compass. First of all, acknowledging the one presence, the one power, God. Whether we say God, higher power, ultimate intelligence, divine wisdom, whatever name we have for this presence and this power, I know that it is active as life. If this presence and this power is life itself, it is my life, it's Dr. Harry's life, it's the life of every individual who is calling or listening to this podcast and beyond. And to know that, I know that whatever it is that we need or whatever it is that, that is, has been heard this evening to guide us to our next level of our own evolution has been heard. And that we use whatever steps and means it takes to deliver what we have experienced this night. I stand in absolute gratitude for the divine yes that we are all saying to our own expansion. As we allow ourselves to flow in this gift called life, we stand in our destiny and we serve humanity in the most profound and beautiful way. I bless Dr. Harry and the beautiful gift he brings us through this podcast and through his work in the world as he serves. And I thank God for the work that I am doing to express the magnificence of, of the creator in and as my own life. And I release this word, grateful for every one of you, grateful for your life, because you are not a part of life. You are life itself. You are life. And in this, I am grateful. And I let it be. And so it is. And so it is. Amen. 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 It is done. It is done. It is, it is done. done. It is done. It is done. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. Beautiful. Um, you are a blessing. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. Until Thank next you. time. You're a blessing. Thank you. Until next time, guys. Um, you know, hear this next podcast next week. I know we're going to, I'm going to, you know, pray and uh, not, not, not manipulate. <laughs> but I want to pray and thank God in advance for the next time that Reverend Aline will come and hear and be with us. All right, just trying to be, be uh, playful there. All right. <laughs> Love it. Right, Joy, laughter is a good thing. Blessings. All right, bye-bye. <laughs>